What's up, everybody? This is the Kings of Punk podcast. Jake Razor here, uh, one of your hosts. Yep. Uh, for those who don't know, this is a you know a podcast where we talk about the punk rock subculture and adjacent subcultures, culture in general. We talk about a lot of different stuff, as you'll soon yeah. learn. If you, if you uh, didn't know already, didn't know. And to either side of me, to my right, I have Tyler Hammer, uh, one of your co-hosts as well, and I am. We are both joined by our other co-host to my right, uh, Gary U.S. Bombs. Yeah. I tried to do the intro like you used to do. We I remember we were gonna have like a uniform intro at one point. I we, I think we, we as long that. as we ex- like we try to explain the general thing that we're doing. We're here to talk about punk rock, generally speaking, and whatever that entails. That could lead to maybe some pit stops along the way. Some pit stops that could lead to hardcore. We could, we could talk yeah, about metal. Mosh etiquette. We yeah, talk pit, metal. Pit stops. Pit, you know? <laughs> pit stops. <laughs> and on, if we're maybe potentially one of our, our bands is on tour or has been out of town, something that we do, we play in bands, um, as well as other things, and, whether it be uh, fashion. Uh, McDonald's. McDonald's. Uh, cult, like uh, cultural clashes between uh, youths and the elders. Of, um, of of various scenes, uh, yeah, which is something that we fall in a very unique spot, I think, compared to some podcasts, and that we are uh, not aged men, but we are not youths. Youths don't seem to like under twenty three year olds, right? Don't yeah. seem to have podcasts. If they do, it's always like this. We brought a stupid slut on here to be berated by a men's right activist. Oh, you're talking about the ones. I know the one. Oh, what, it's about, like yeah. a kid, though, right? It's like a twelve-year-old or whatever. Well, it's like no, not a twelve. It's like but... some Twitch streamer who is like a seventeen-year-old billionaire who, who just made like hires million dollars on, on Ethereum scams. Yeah. See, why is that even? A, why? Why would we allow that? We I mean, don't. I mean, not even saying that, but just like, why would anybody allow a seventeen-year-old you know, to it's have because, that much money? I mean, it's because the tech industry, uh, for the longest time, I think that has kind of changed, maybe in the last like two years. But for the last like ten years, it felt like literally any tech guy had an idea, and people were like, "I'm going to throw you a billion dollars. Is that enough?" Like, remember the one thing, the bl- remember that blender? That was really funny. That ended up folding though yes completely um it was a blender idea it was like it's a home blender you connect it to wi-fi it, you can ju or it's a juicer or something like that and had all these features and it turns out you needed this thing with you need to buy the bags for the juices or something like that and then the juicer and then people were like you don't actually need the juicer that costs like hundreds if not maybe a thousand dollars you just need to a pair of scissors to open the bags and you can just pour it in a glass. And it was immediately like overnight, like, oh my, we're, we're folding. Like, 
catastrophic. We've been we've been found out. <laughs> How is it that nobody like has to be like make sure the you know you can't open the bag? Well, it's because and this is changing now because they raised interest rates, the f- Fed or whatever. But like the the way that it works is people investing in things for a long time has been had very little to do with is this thing useful and has had a lot to do with are other people with more money than me investing in this thing. So yeah. it's very easy. It's like uh, it's fluff. It's just uh, it's air. It's it starts all off buzz in the air. I'm assuming with some sort of angel investor, you get like you're a cool 25, 30 year old person, in San Francisco. You go to parties, you meet people, you know, you make connections, you shake hands, you get connections, you, you know, oil up some 50 and eight year old guy who is and I don't like mean literally in a sexual way, maybe also no, sexually. also literally. You and know. then he invests in your stupid idea um, and then you sell it and it doesn't work and it doesn't matter. You sold it. You made money. It, it is funny because you're right, because like Twitch streamers who are I mean, a lot of those guys make and are still making a lot of money. And some people call them the new punk rockers. But yeah. Well, what Twitch they streamers? I can tell you what they aren't is tech guys. They're entertainers no. as, of the like that have existed forever. And they're at the terminal, like the end of the human centipede we're talking about. But they're kind of still doing OK, because I don't like those fucking things. Twitch streams. I don't watch that shit. But on some level, it is meeting a need people have always had, which is that they are bored and lonely. Um, so that that is a little different than. um you know, a juicer that doesn't actually juice anything. So, and it's funny because they are huge idiots who are dumber oh. and would probably understand themselves to be dumber than the people who make the tech that they're using who are yeah. having I a mean, harder time. To be a, a Twitch streamer or like a YouTuber or a, a TikTok creator, like, I feel like you would say a solid, you know, nine out of 10 people. It's like, oh, you have to be like a complete idiot. Yeah, or even worse, like you—if you are smart, you're also like some kind of sociopath. Like, because there's some of those, like Mr. Beast. This is the guy who, like, I made. Here's a fun experiment, people: make a brand new YouTube account that isn't linked to any of your other shit, and then the algorithm will just show you what it shows people who aren't signed in, which is very generic. And, like, it's mostly, like, news clips and then Mr. Beast videos. And that yeah. guy, without going into too much detail about him, as I understand it, he made a bunch of different kinds of content. And basically, since he was in high school, he wanted to do what I guess most high schoolers want to do now, which is to be content creators. And he just tried different things until he happened across this thing where he has, like, people do challenges and he does, like, builds wells in Africa and gives away money. And it's, like, if you have the right kind of brain... You can treat the question of, well, what do people like? What what do people want to click on and watch as, I guess, the same way that, like, an engineer would run numbers on, like, a new design of something and just keep experimenting until you find out what works, uh, which is, I don't know, I guess I could probably do that too. Any, anyone could do that, but to, to be, like, naturally inclined to do that rather than being that analytical about something else is like you, that takes a certain type of person or, or to your point, someone who's just an idiot and is naturally good at that, which is like salespeople I've met have fallen into one of those two categories. Oh for yeah. The most part too. Right. It's like, Oh, cause really all it boils down to, it's like, Oh, if you like know how to talk to people. Yeah. If you know, like, you know to, yeah. get, say the shit that people want to hear. Yes. 
Like that's all it takes. Some people are natural. That's just natural. Them other people, they f- look at data until they figure it out, and that's real. That's real fucked up. I YouTubers, I've been annoyed about you. Cause this is I'm gonna bring this a little bit full circle now, because I hope we've done a better job with this than some of them. Like, I can remember being in high school, even in middle school, and wanting to learn about punk music, '80s hardcore, all this stuff, and being able to find on search engines like websites and message boards, blog spots, blog spots message boards actual websites with like clippings from zines stories from old heads can't find most of that stuff now rest in peace kill from the heart yeah, thanks google yeah kill from the heart.com was a choice website i thought about getting a tattoo of that website's logo because it was so important to my life but now th- I, there's so many fucking we should have gotten down on this i guess there's so much fucking junk on youtube that's like explaining basic 101 level punk rock shit oh dude it's it sucks it's it's really annoying i feel like that website got polluted with those videos in the span of like six months because i never used to see them oh yeah like it's it is like a recent development i think too yeah Yeah. for sure It, it i will say the the music oriented stuff over the last like five years it feels like everyone that does it, the newer people, are stupider and stupider. They're like, literally just reading Wikipedia and not saying anything. They have, right, they're adding have, nothing. Here's it. here's the thing, too. None of these people have any fucking skin in the game at all. They don't go to shows. They don't fucking buy things. They, it's not like, you know, we were just to looking at um a band's. We were listening. I'm going to go see Dying Fetus on Wednesday. Oh, shit. I forgot to yeah, um, go. And uh, so a couple bands are opening. One of them is this band, Gates to Hell. Now, I showed you, I was like, you should, we should listen to them. I haven't really listened to them. Pulled up their album. Looks like a deathcore album you'd see in, like, 2009. MySpace know, era. MySpace you know, kind like of stuff. Looks really like, shitty font. Kind of has the job for a cowboy font. Yeah. Um, and looking at, it was they, Tim was like, oh, they, they look, I was like, I'm pretty sure they're pretty young. Like, under 24 or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like. I don't know they kind of look older, but if you go into their Metallum page, their Metal Archives page, pretty much none of them have been. Most of them have not been in another band. So this is like probably one of their first bands, first two or three bands. You know, and they probably had a band okay. that they maybe played a show or two and then broke up, as all young people do. But that's the kind of thing where it's like you see that, and it's like, well, I don't think this is going to be very any good. Like, why would I listen to a band's? a person's first band. You know what I mean? Like most of the bands that we saw when we were growing up, um, usually that would be like their third or fourth band that like fucking gets a tour. Like Kulo wasn't those guys' first band. It wasn't? I, I don't, don't know if it was so. or not. It, I'm pretty it sure. Be. Almost every one of those bands that you see, this is also just a tip for uh, uh, some knowledge for people. Pretty much any band that you see that does something, that's not their first band. I I think that's it's weird though because I think that's true now, but I would disagree to some extent about back in the day. Like back in the day, in like the eighties and stuff like that, n- for sure. I don't even. I even mean even when we were younger, like there were like No Way Records era like bands where like I I know pretty much for a fact that it was their first band. Pretty like War Crime was those at least it was Brace's first band. I know like. And there were good bands from here where it was their first band. But it, it, even then, it was probably... But you know what? Even, well, Gates to Hell is touring with Dying Feet. Well, those it, those yeah. bands aren't touring with Dying Feet. No, no. I, I think in the punk world, sometimes people's first bands are good. But even then, it's the exception, not the rule. Like, yes. If, you're, if your first band is only around for like a year, it probably wasn't very good. 
No, and but like, like my my first, I love that though. Yeah. I, people, this is something that people should also do. If you're in a band and you're young or something like that, or you know people in bands and you're young, it's like, hey man, if it doesn't work, like if it doesn't, if it's gonna be a problem, yeah, just break the band up. Like yeah. your first band shouldn't last more than a year or two for the See, most my, part. My first b- band was eventually very good, but we stayed around for way longer than we probably any, should. Any, I mean, I expected us to be around, but I, I'm sure anyone who saw us early on was like, I expect and hope that this is going to, they're going to break up five minutes after this terrible set I'm watching. But yeah. f- for whatever reason, we stuck with it, uh, which is also easier to do when you're in high school and shit. But, but you see these, you see these YouTube people making like, who, the scariest music ever? Murzbo or something like that, oh, or G.G. Allen. They was all the have freak. Well, they all have like, fucking clickbait titles. Like I saw one that said Britain's most insane punk band, and it's about rudimentary penis. He's like reading. Jesus one Wikipedia, one I've been like, getting sick of seeing a lot. I feel like there's like one every other month. It's like the biggest troll in music. You know where this is going? Seth, Seth Putnam. Yeah, yeah. I Ooh, mean, there was actually there was one we I came across when we were getting ready to do our Gizm episode that was pretty good. But it was also in Spanish. So I don't remember who that guy was, but he had a pretty good video about Gizm. But I just, even if the people did making these videos did have skin in the game, I would still tell most of them, like, your video is not very insightful. And uh, Oh, no. Yeah. And, and, and don't get me wrong. But I, I would say anyone that does have skin in the game wouldn't make a video like that. Even, even if they, probably not. And if, if they did, like... You don't have to, I get, so I would say this, there's some value to making like a sort of 101 primer level video about some of these bands, because if someone, maybe you're trying to just turn people onto them, which, you know, I like to do that with bands that I like, but there's other angles, and we've taken this angle before, like, even if you're not getting into super deep lore about the band, there's other things you can do to like, make the video have some depth to it. You could talk about your personal experience with this band, if if you are a person with some depth, you could be funny you could i don't know i would i want to stop you there most people can't be funny i hate i hate being funny i hate the be funny thing fuck off it's all tiktok humor bullshit sucks true i fucking hate it someone could be funny the people making those videos cannot now we here we can be funny like we could talk about gg allen and perhaps we will in the future i mean most certainly we will most certainly yes uh and we could be funny about it now what what is this What's TikTok humor? What is that? Uh, just entail? something that's like unfunny. Okay. I don't know. I don't even know what I meant. Dude, when that I, website. I said that, but just some like just random like, shit. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that noise he made. There's a few different versions of it. I I browsed TikTok a little bit the other day, and I liked a couple of the like AI generated videos that are all the same. Oh, and the is it the 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 ones where it's like a weird photorealistic kind of picture, and it's like. My name is Brian McCastle, and I got killed. I got mur- yeah. I got yeah. killed by a a police officer, but he was my friend. Yeah, this I, is my story. I liked some of those, and then it started taking me deeper down the hole into shit that, like, I think like fourteen year olds just watch for three hours a day, where it's like a photorealistic fat guy with spooky music, and he's just saying like skibbity toilet kaisenot, like he's just saying shit that doesn't make any sense that Zoomers like, and there's it's it is filled with that crap now granted when i was in like middle school i there were things i thought were funny that were maybe a little comparable i liked 
Animutations, Neil Sasurga's. But no, those were cool. I will stick up for those because uh, they were they were unique. It was like proto Tim and Eric stuff. I liked the early Tim and Eric stuff before they knew yeah. what the fuck they were doing and they were just like making PowerPoint presentations. Those were good. Nobody Tom actually thinks that Skibby toilet thing is like actually funny, right? I don't know what they think. I don't. They see, love it. I I like. I watch like almost all of them. I mean, it's. See, I don't even want to say it's interesting. I guess it's um, it's something. You watch. I don't think it's funny. I don't get if people are like it's funny. I don't get why it's funny. It doesn't seem very. I mean, like, it seems what like happens people, is right. not very funny. I don't I think guess. it's intended to be funny. I feel like it like, like it's just know, weird. I think it's, it's very like weird. I feel like it is the same effect as if you listen to those. And I have started doing this. It's been just this week very beneficial to me. Listening to those videos while you're doing other things that are called like gray noise for 10 hours good for ADD like it it tickles a part of your brain like that's what those zoomer it videos okay. are for yeah. it's it's not i don't think they like laugh at it i remember what downloading i remember something similar downloading a audio file or it's like this this listen to this and you'll get high the one that gets you high yeah and i was like oh, yeah. i was like remember, I, I was i remember just being like kind of like Inco- trying to be incognito, just like going in my room downstairs and just being like, "All right, I got the high music, and I'm gonna listen to you." And I <laughs> sit in my room, and it's like 40 minutes pass by, and it's like, "Well, I don't, I don't think this is working. I must have done something wrong. Like, <laughs> I must need, not be paying enough." I attention. need bigger woofers. <laughs> it was just I had headphones. I had, so you need Beats by Dre for it to work. But it is the YouTube algorithm thing is interesting because, like, I feel like we can get more. We know about more music now than we do ever. But because of that, things, and we've brought this up before, things are a little more homogenized more than ever. But, like, they, but yeah, but also, like, like I said, for me, the golden era of finding super obscure bands, at least in the punk realm, was way before this because, and it is largely thanks to, that one website, killfromtheheart.com, which was just a compendium of hardcore bands from the 80s from all over the world and all their records and all that shit. Like, and the blog spots. Like, there was, what was, was Mad Blast of Chaos was a good one. There was one called True Punk and uh, Metal that was good. Degeneric? Uh, I, I think that, that was one. That was, that was like a bunch. That was like, more, that was like DB, you know, like there were these hardcore. People who, and, and you know what it is? It was people with, I guess you could say, skin in the game making a lot of that stuff. Like some of my favorites, there's one called KBD Records that posted things along the lines of like what you'd find on a Killed by Death comp. And the guy who made it, I don't know exactly who he is. I know he was a real guy. He was like a record collector in Sweden. And he would post seven inches that he fucking had that were crazy obscure and were these bizarre like 70s punk records. That stuff actually, which was kind of my first big passion. Um, and still some of my favorite stuff that in the algorithmic internet age has, I think really fell out of the spotlight. And even for me, like I listen to that stuff less than I used to because I'm using streaming services and there's a lot of like eighties hardcore on there. There's not as much of that weirdo, like seventies punk I used to like, like you can't you find the basics. You gotta go to YouTube for that. You gotta go to YouTube and like the sound quality on there sucks. And like, and and concurrent with that, I feel like the younger generation, they have not glommed onto that shit at all. Like they no, don't give a no. fuck about that shit from the seventies. And I think I think sucks. there is uh, a concert concerted effort to like uh, demolish the image of like seventies punk for some reason. Yeah. Cause like 
You you every th- four months there is a new person on Twitter being like Sex Pistols Sex boy, uh, boy band that were created by an industry plant to that was that was the other day it was they were a bo- not only a boy band but they're an industry plant. And it's like, what's next? Well, I can't wait till um, wait what here. industry plant? Oh, sex pistol, actually CIA. Dude, um, I, I would, I would like that much more because that, at the very least, could mean that they were like pushed, not kind of like they were kind of guided into it, as opposed to the, the industry plant thing was wild to me because it's like. What industry? They got dropped by their all all the fucking labels immediately. Like, <laughs> and then they broke up. And then they broke up. So what industry? And what? also, like, also people didn't think that way back then. Like, planting yourself in the industry was kind of the goal. Now, very quickly, a DIY thing developed in punk to like build a kind of parallel industry that did its own thing that kind of worked. Although they still part of the reason that worked is because they still were able to get distributed through major labels but it yeah you know, damn yeah they are and fucking it is so stupid they're tearing down that band and then by extension like just a lot of the stuff that was so important to my you know formative years and i still love but don't listen to as much as i used to just nobody even thinks about which is why i had to post a picture of the good band the child molesters on our instagram page the other day and <laughs> that's crop, what the band was crop, okay. yeah i had to crop out uh the one guy the guitarist because he's wearing a uniform from a s- certain former regime of huh, germany oh, interesting. um great yeah great band I, they it's it cool it's because we were talking i thought of them because we were talking about yoko ono a little bit and their f- single their sort of classic single the a-side is a song called I'm the Hillside Strangler. And then the B side is them covering Don't Worry Kyoko, Mummy's Only Looking for Her Head in This or Her Hand in the Snow or whatever. But all that stuff is really weird and like, or like, I was stoked that Gray knew about the mentally ill. If I was going to recommend a band to young people from that milieu, that one, probably number one. It's somehow well, has worse guitar tone, worse and better guitar tone than the Detestation gives them guitar tone. It's completely inexplicable. Well, I think they for sure can, you know, uh, relate right off the bat with the band name. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, because everybody's mentally ill now. Yeah. Check out. I guess. Check out the Gacy's play CP. It's good. Uh, You know, another one they're going after the Ramones, because I think everybody is straight up trying to act like uh, Johnny Ramone was like a, a clan member or something. Yeah, like they he like burned crosses like on stage. He yeah. might as well have. Yeah, like, he yeah, might as well. Cause he didn't like the seventies and eighties weren't and sixties weren't a different time that someone grew up in. And well, people don't remember that they're and and you could say that this is bad. I'm open to the perspective that it shouldn't have been this way because we've seen what it's led to. But I think some younger people they haven't really lived in a time when it was normal for there to be normal Republicans and like everybody kind of had to accept them and still get along with them. Like Johnny Ramone, like someone who's not like a, because this is what it was like for me growing up in my like very liberal household in, you know, this East coast city we're in or North coast, coastal city. Uh, Midwest. You just say Midwest. It's it's coastal though. We're not in mid, we're not in like, we're not in a cornfield by. Yeah, no, we're, we are on a coast, so it's still coastal regardless. We, We are on water. Like, growing up, it was like, okay, my parents don't like George Bush, but, like, if they knew somebody who did, it's like, you got to kind of leave it alone, and it's fine. And maybe it shouldn't have been fine, because, you know, he killed a million people, whatever, but that's how it was. And if you're younger, it's you've kind of only known a time when the Republican president is, like, 
kind of cool with like people who do like you know wave nazi flags or whatever and, sort of you know white supremacist mass shootings and yeah stuff like that. yeah and it's like it was a different time back then like you could say that's bad but you know it doesn't mean i just also just don't understand thing of not listening to music i mean like we've talked about this before it's like you could listen to whatever you want yeah so now have I'm in, some i'm have on some the cognizance of like what you're uh, the way i always look at it is like I, I have cognizance of what i'm listening to and i don't condone really well it's not that i don't condone anything um i don't care what anyone does like as an artist necessarily because like i think even thinking about that a little bit for the most part uh just leads to very unnatural uh th- like relationship between me and the artist which is why there are people on twitter which i saw one the other day a crazy good post about how um taylor swift is a closeted non-binary person and that it's offensive to use she her to um what as pronouns her. Uh, to describe I her i mean describe them because um they haven't come out um and she's made hints towards it and it's just like God, I'm, I'm. I mean, once again, the, who, whoever is saying that they should be hanging out with like the guy who thinks he's Alexander the Great, like that. Yeah, in, or in Napoleon. A, yeah, in a nice, safe place where they can have you know three meals a day and and make their posts to each other. And look in out real a window. Life. It's like when I told you guys about how people think uh, there are trans people that think uh, Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain is, I love that is trans. Thing. I love it. Like she was so, you know. She was never able to like be, and it's like that's just where they were now. That's just a bizarre. What's thing the evidence? Like, what do they claim? Like, where are they the get diaries? Diaries. The diaries. What the fuck was he? Was yeah. I don't. Yeah, was he, he like? I'm a, I haven't read them. I don't know, but at the end of the day, I just think it's a. I just think it's. I just think that is like kind of offensive. Well, that's just yeah. people trying to like. Kurt's dead now. That's just called you know historical revisionism. Of course, because especially because it's like, well, they weren't allowed to like. Wait, oh, because like, he like he wore dresses on stage, I think. Probably, shit, right? A lot Didn't of he? people did. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look at Gigi Allen. He wore dresses when he was a kid. The fucking guy from what's his the guitarist from Replacements, Bob Stinson. Oh, just him yeah. In a dress, crying because he's so drunk. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. They should start claiming him. Yeah, why not? Let's do that. Yeah. Well, he's dead too, right? But it's is he? I, no, can't I don't remember. think any of no, the replacements. I think they're is all dead. alive still. Oh, really? I thought yeah, surprisingly, Stinson, Stinson might be. I'm gonna look it. I up. thought. Wait, didn't the singer die? No, Paul Westerberg, I believe, is still alive. They're all. St- I think they're all still kicking. Oh, I, should, I, should, I, I should thought they died. Like somebody died, and that's why they like. No, yeah, but Bob Stinson it, did. He died in the '90s. What the fuck am I talking about? Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. I should have known that. That's one of my probably top five to ten favorite bands but i'm not totally up on their lore paul westerberg the singer is still alive alive. yeah okay um yeah i just i can't believe that the child molesters would would do something like that or condone that i'm really (laughs) i somebody in a band named the child molesters i can't believe they would just stoop that long See, i'm sure no one in the child molesters hasn't has ever molested a child but i'm sure there's a band called like the good people where like <laughs> they're the actually singer, all bad people <laughs> their singer is like is like and it turns out 15 years later uh on every tour he would um when he after the show he would uh kidnap and violate someone 
Not to be it's confused. Like we, and we, none of us knew for some reason. <laughs> the good people, not to be confused with the good rats. No, yeah. I. Uh, no, the good rats. See, now, those guys. Yeah, now, now I'm on the warpath. I'm going to make like a killed by death sounding project just called the good people. Like, that's <laughs> really funny, actually. The good people. It's very good. I mean, Where, it, just the whole. I, I wanted to call. I wanted to do one called the racist Beatles back in the day. I should still <laughs> do that. Just. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm not going to. Exp- I will not explain. For- refuse to elaborate. How about a band called just like racist? <laughs> like, how would that go? I think. Well, what was that? <laughs> band, that band, fuck Trump. There was oh, a 77. There was a <laughs> wow. seven, 77 band from England that was just called Raped. That's a Damn. pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, can we take a quick break? Yeah. We'll be back in like five minutes. I mean, they're, they'll just hear us. You'll just hear us right away. I don't know why I'm telling you that. Sorry. Hey, how's it going? I'm Joe And I make content on the internet about punk rock music. And today, I'm making content about other people that make content on the internet about punk rock music. Today, we're going to go through a list of my issues that I have with punk rock influencers. Now, you don't think that those words normally go together. Punk rock influencers? And you might be right, you might be onto something. But we're gonna take a look at some people that spike their hair. We're gonna take a look at some mohawks. We're gonna take a look at some studded jackets. Alright, and we and are gonna... back. I have something that I just uh, stumbled upon on Twitter and oh, it's boy. not new. It is uh, uh Battle Vest. Uh, for those that don't know, Battle Vest is a, a vest, uh whether it be Jacket. usually metal people covered in patches. Completely covered. You will not see covered. denim. Hopefully, if it's truly if it's truly a battle vest, yes, it'll be very limited on the denim or the leather. I had I had one at one point and I took most of the patches off because I some point realized it looked stupid, especially the ones I had ordered were from some website where they didn't they weren't like embroidered. They were like printed and they looked all fucking Mm. digital or something. I hopefully I find them somewhere. We can look at them. It'd be funny. Now, this is a battle like robe it is extended and long that picture made me feel like i was having an aneurysm that's like one of those ai very big it looks like it's he's got like a cape on almost remember before they had the good ai gener quote unquote good ai generated images the ones that were just like unsettling yeah that's what that makes me feel like but i i love a battle vest because you get to see all the different kinds of bands that yeah, what's, someone what's he got so on top Bathory. Now, what I like about this one, this is this is aesthetically pleasing to a degree mm-hmm. because all the band names, for the most part, are red. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, so consistency. That's what we like to see, folks. But Bathory on the top got a typical, just regular logo, very kind of small on the on the collar of the jacket. Now, right below that, in much bigger letters, Master. Ooh. Which that's weird. For that's just weird to have a Master patch that big. Right, that band's not that good. Let's face it, nobody likes that band. No one that really likes which band. Which band is that? Master. They're they're like an old like death thrash band from like the mid late mid eighties. Yeah, I remember. I remember it being good. Uh, it's fine. I feel like for the right it's kind okay. of the right kind of person would love it, but it's not. I, there's other similar I've, similar things from that time period that are better. I, I think, think a very vulnerable adult would be into that group. <laughs> the, but to the left. We got a uh, on the on the shoulder back shoulder. We got a cannibal corpse, um, like butchered at birthy kind of like circle patch with the little infant the skull bit. Yeah, it's like a skeleton baby. infant. Right below that, we got a hellhammer um, patch. 
And on the other side, we got another Bathory patch, and below that, a Macabre patch. Kind of interesting. Below the Master patch, we have a Samuel patch. Another thing where it's like, that's so weird. It's very big. And it's like, that's not a band I feel like anyone gives a shit about. I don't yeah, even, I, was, I don't even know what that is. Oh, they're like a say. Swiss, Swiss black death metal band from like the late 80s. They're like one of the first wave kind of black metal bands. I think we talked about them a little bit in our intro They're to black metal. Probably J Dog approved. Probably J Dog approved. If you, lo- I'll say this, folks. If you love Celtic Frost and you want to hear something on that vein, yeah, you might love Samuel. Okay. Um, they have a. They're pretty good. Um, just not necessarily my thing. The underneath that Napalm Death. But here's the thing. So we got we got. I'll name. I'll just keep name. I'll name a bunch off. Cannibal Corpse, Carcass, another Carcass, Beherit, another Cannibal Corpse, a lot of Cannibal Corpse, folks, Morbid Angel, Death, uh, Morbid Saint, Hypocrisy, all these are very big, but then very small meat shits. Oh, whoa. That's weird, it right? It is weird. I will say, I so I, I'll, I'm gonna, I gotta dock some points for having multiple patches from multiple yeah, of the same band. That's the, the weirdest band thing, is, I think. One thing I have come around to over the years is if you're gonna have a battle vest or like a leather jacket with band names on it and shit, I, I do prefer, and this is for reasons of authenticity and having seen like pictures from the 80s along these lines. I, it is a little weird to me when people do that and they have, like, super obscure bands all over their shit. Yes. Like, if I was going to do that again, I would go f- for the most, like, 101-level bands that I like. I think the ones I'd left on my vest that I wear sometimes were Integrity, there is an Angel Witch patch, and there's a Gauze patch on yeah. the back. I wish I left on. I might put my one that's just embroidered Ace Freely's head back on because that's cool, that's too. Cool. Like, go super obvious. Like... I was Char- going to say charged GBH boom D- you would yeah a good one you would have would be a denim denim vest just has a battalion of saints back patch that's that's, that's it that's a good call too actually yeah that would look sick well because they have a, a sick logo too like really yeah. pick it based on who has the coolest logo but also a band that that kind of everybody knows about or yeah. you know not everybody knows about but don't go beyond like the third tier of like shit that's cool i understand wanting to like don't get me wrong when we were at Skullfest, i talked to a guy because he had uh like heimat los like thing painted on the back of his jacket and i love that band but Listen, also it's like yeah. nobody knows that band i mean i talked to a guy there who had a non-point uh shirt on and i was like sup dude? it's Skullfest. no Wait, just kidding which band is non-point <laughs> that's the, that's stupid remember that band that did the the, the it's fucking, like the new metal band. The new stupid. metal band that did the paper where it's like, give this to your wife oh, or employer. Why you can't make it get to work the next <laughs> I not, day. I didn't listen to that, but I assume it's good. I mean, no. did I show you fucking Keychain, the the new metal band from Montreal? No, I don't think oh, so. I vaguely, I do remember I mean, I heard talking about, about this. Yeah. I was at a used clothing store with my girlfriend in Toronto, and she found a shirt with like, three poorly drawn like dorks on it and it said keychain and we were like we gotta find the band keychain and i found them immediately they're like a new metal band from montreal but they started like a couple years ago they're just like playing new metal that's that has got to be one of the worst fucking band names i've ever heard in my like that's like literally like they saw like the first thing that was like in front of them and were like 
uh, uh, keychain. Let's stick with that. I don't know why, but it's just reminding me of like the band that the kids on South Park have, Moop. Like, I Moop and Keychain are like the <laughs> same band. Oh, to see, me. Moop. That, but that's Moop is a better fucking yeah, band name. Yeah. Dumbass fucking uh, Keychain. Like, yeah, what the fuck? Keychain. Oh, what sound was like the Moop. pre um, Warthog band? Wall- Chain Wallet. Yeah, that is pretty cool but <laughs> i do like um so the million watts tour 2023 from nonpoint dear blank please excuse blank from work slash school tomorrow morning at non as nonpoint had a show in town on the million watts tour the night before they could not miss it and we understand the inconvenience this may have caused but maybe you should have been there too a million watts when the beat drops sincerely nonpoint and I love that the paper that this is the image is a the paper is crumpled. So if you were to print it, it would be first of all, it wouldn't right. fill the entire paper for the most part, as most images probably wouldn't. I just imagine like not filling the entire paper and part of it looks weirdly so, crumpled for some reason. What you're saying is that it looks very unprofessional. I mean you know, it is pretty professional to hand someone a paper that says, "I can't." This person couldn't go to, couldn't come to work because they had to go see Nonpoint. Listen, I couldn't do my, I couldn't perform, you know, surgery on my poor patients today because <laughs> I, I had to, I got, I got completely fucked up and wasted at the, at the Nonpoint show at the bingo hall last night. Yeah. <laughs> Moto Grader was at the the VFW it's last like, week, so it's, it's like the good doctor, but it's like. I don't know, the extreme doctor, and he, like, he drinks Sobe, and he can't go to the surgery because he's... Still, <laughs> he still has, like, he's got, like, a room in his house that's full of Sobe. Yeah, he's, like, house, but he's, instead of Vicodin, he's just, like, drinking Sobe and fucking Red Bull. Extreme. Yeah. yeah, that's mm, weird. Uh, I'm, mm, have you thought about piercing her ear? <laughs> Bro, you should get this hat. He's just prescribing belly button piercings to every female patient. Um, and tramp stamps. <laughs> yeah, tramp stamps. He's like, I, I recommend snowboarding as a post-surgery recovery he has, method. He has his eyebrow pierced. Yeah, He's yeah. like, hands him a shirt. That, like, they, uh, they unravel it, and it's like, can't sleep. Clowns will get me. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Dude, that is, that is something that, like, has that is come, a person that, that needs is to come back. Long extinct. They're out there, but they're like uh, well, they're like they're like hidden, like they yeah. can't like they're truly reveal themselves now. in public. Yeah, they're coworkers. Yeah, <laughs> they they work at the uh, at the uh, local pool halls and the um they they clean pools. They clean pools. Definitely <laughs> dated myself with the Sobe reference. That is, we are the only. Well, that's like when I was. That's like when we were like kids, like no, little kids. Yeah, no one older or younger water, than us girl. knows. No one older or younger than us knows what the fuck that I mean, is. Because well, then vitamin, I remember vitamin water came and yep. then Sobe was like gone like within a couple years. Yeah, vitamin water, that was like the popular girl drink. I'm which, actually, yeah. I, I'm going to look up the history of Sobe <laughs> drinks right now. Well, 50 Cent bought it, right? No, he bought vitamin water. Vitamin water. Fuck, who bought Sobe then? Uh, about to find out. I mean, I bought them when I would go to Hot Shots, the, volley, the yeah. indoor beach volleyball place to eat. They had like a burrito restaurant. I would get like the pink one, maybe. The pink one, man. Yeah, the pink so one good. was good. Man. Okay, here's um. <laughs> did Sobe get discontinued? Sobe has been discontinued by PepsiCo. <gasps> However, the exact reason why is still debated. Despite being discontinued, there are still ways to find a Sobe drink. 
What? <laughs> yeah, and like it's an article from like ch- like like a month and a half ago. <laughs> Classic Google answer that what doesn't tell fuck? you anything. Classic like probably an AI wrote that. You oh, know. I found the Reddit on it. Okay, oh, okay. That's yeah, true. What happened to Sobe? Did they go out of business or are they only in rare parts of the world now? <laughs> Whatever that means. Pretty much died during COVID due to materials. They were around for that. I feel no. like they stopped being a thing like like twenty years ago. I no, they, I'm not that long ago, but like five to five to six. They might have. It's possible they were around and they just had very limited like distribution. Like, That's probably it. Like yeah. I don't know, Lipton Brisk iced tea is still around and shit too. It's just like only at the. It's just like you can only get it at like vending machines at motels or like, the Little yeah. Caesars on Chile Avenue. Yeah, similar so, place. I mean, because here's another thing that I, I saw. Um, I mean, I watched the video of it and it was interesting. Um, no one, uh, they don't advertise uh, root beer. When's the last time you saw a root beer commercial or a sign or something? Never. No, but people buy it. But people love root beer. Well, people, know yeah. people, love people know barks. They love barks. They love mug. They love uh, A&W. Uh, uh, mug various... and A&W is just it's like, oh, this is... That's like root. That's like the kind of root beer you want to drink if you're like, oh, I need it to be flat immediately. Mug, I, I feel that way. I think A and W is pretty good, but um, yeah, it goes Barks, A and W. That mug definitely the bottom of the barrel. I mean, yeah. there was the big mug meme thing. Remember? No, I there don't was a big that. mug mug thing. What if people were like, "This is stupid"? And no, bad. they were like, it was like uh uh kind of like. A post-ironic like love of mug, which may be in a way fueled by an unironic love for root beer, but it's again one of those things where if you're a real root beer head, you know that mug isn't that good. Yeah, you know, like that's the complete. That's like the dog shit. Like I want my root beer to have a bite, and barks bites. Barks bites. It does that, and that is you know good. We do love it. So do we have some questions? Yeah, what's we on questions. the website, right? I'm looking right now. Um, yeah, we because we it was our three year anniversary of the podcast recently, correct? Last week about that. Yeah. And so I wanted to. Well, my idea was, and maybe we'll still do it, uh, is to do a McRib eating contest. Okay, cool, cool. Where I don't know what I figured that maybe well, when is that going to happen? Well, the McRib is coming back. I think tomorrow or something like that. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I know. I want. I wish. So we couldn't do it on the tenth, of course. But maybe we'll do it during Thanksgiving. And what I want would like to do, um, I'm not going to make you guys eat the McRib. I'll eat it again. Eat, I'll eat. A I McRib. would like to try and eat six McRibs um, before we end up. Before we will, we will listen to. An album that we have talked about, but not have, not have explored as much, Lulu, by um, the great Metallica and Lou Reed. Yeah. The, the oh, wonderful man. collaboration. And I have a lot to we say will, about we that. Will, we have to finish six McRibs before the album is over. And the album, unfortunately, is probably over an hour. I know it's over an hour long. I mean, the last song is like 20 minutes. I, the shortest song is four minutes, and it's shortest by a lot. And the, <laughs> it's like, yeah, because, I mean, what, they got like a, what, like 10... Nine, There's like, like 10, 10 songs, 15, I think. right? Yeah, and like, yeah, like the first song, the first and like third song or something like that are like the shortest, but like most of them are like seven to nine minutes long, which is typical for most Metallica songs post uh, Black Album. Or I said post Load and Reload, I, th- I feel. Yeah, here's, here are the song lags. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I okay. Yeah. The shortest one. It's the first song on the, the album. Go song. figure. Brandenburg yeah. Gate. Then it's uh, five minutes fifteen seconds. Seven minutes twenty five seconds. Six minutes fifty seconds. Second shortest song. Four. Four thirty five. Eleven twenty five. And that's only the first disc. Oh, jeez. And then the disc two. This is right. This is like where it's brutal. It gets brutal. Uh, frustration. Eight minutes, 35 seconds. Okay. Little dog. Eight minutes. Oh, man. Dragon. 11 minutes, 10 seconds. Junior dad. Ooh, this is the, this 19 is the minutes one. and 20 seconds? 19 and a half minutes. Dude, yeah. But, like, those, if you haven't heard it, like, I mean, I those song lengths, that's too long regardless. But if you, you haven't heard it, you have no idea. Like, because... It's almost impossible for almost anyone to listen to any of it for two minutes. I will also <laughs> say it's weird because I have heard the whole thing at least a couple times. The last song is like the best song. Yeah. The 19 minute Dude, one? Dude, it is really? like the best song. I, I it feel is, it's the best song it's one of the be- It is one of the better ones. I think the worst, the one I put on to like torture people is fucking pumping blood. <laughs> pumping blood i mean that if one's the crazy. first song was was even two more minutes longer it would be awful so which one's which one's the table song that's um the, the second song i think the, the view second or okay third. okay i am the view the aggressor <laughs> i am the, the table what's the funny thing that lou reed says we're like somebody who can they completely hate or worship they cannot stand. someone who dis- actively <laughs> despises <laughs> or worship someone who actively despises <laughs> you worship worship it's, yeah, it's, it's there is a newfounded like in the last like five to six years i feel People being like, this album is actually really, really good. And I hate Metallica. And it's like, all right, well, you can go fuck yourself. I don't know if that's true. I feel like people <laughs> no, saying. No, no, there are. Because I knew people who liked it at the time. I feel like it's just those same people. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I f- maybe. I do. I, I'm sure. I'm sure there are actually uh, Metallica fans. I've seen them in the comments who are like, it's a little weird, but they're busting out riffs like any other good record of theirs. Lars is grooving that beat like no other, which is like the funniest response to have that record. That's like when I was watching Yoko Ono shit, there's a live video of them doing that Kyoko song and Eric Clapton's playing guitar and uh, he looks very uncomfortable. It's very funny. And the comments. Well, are most, we know uh, why, because there's an Asian person. Probably. Here probably yeah. I mean, that's one reason, but <laughs> I mean, like, he's a notorious racist. He is. Eric Clapton. Indeed, uh, I do like that one song. What's that song that you put in the episode? That's "Don't Worry, Kyoko." Mommy's okay. only looking for her. Yeah, that song's song. awesome. Cause yeah. I, I explained to Jake, uh, it's the beginning is like every White House song pre like nineteen eighty six. Yeah, um, where it just sounds like William Bennett just going with like his crazy vocal effect, um, and then. The song, the re- the rest of the song is a brain bomb song. Yeah, because it's just like a boring like blues riff and her like being weird. So yeah. this, this guy in the comment section like posted on that video, the live video of that song, and he was like, you know, I don't like her vocals either, but that is a badass riff. Somebody's got to re-record this, and it's like, dude, that riff is literally the no- basis of an entire band. That riff is nothing, <laughs> but like that riff is nothing. Like this guy would no, hear brain right. bombs and say the same thing. Like you fucking idiot. Yeah, brain bombs. Like- yeah, br- I mean, I like I like that riff on that song, but like you're it, you're right. Like same thing with brain bombs riffs. It's like it's just 
a riff that is just played ad nauseum. And if like, you did something normal over any of those riffs, it wouldn't I mean, be cool. It's a vulnerable riff. What can you say? Yeah. <laughs> um. So <laughs> we do have some mail. Um. We have a, a long time coming. Kind for of this. a bunch. Yeah, it's a long time coming. We have stuff from back. In, yeah, how far uh, back? So I'm I'm only gonna go as far back as I guess May. To... Jesus Christ! It, it, it's not a, it's not a lot of stuff. Uh, we had a, a review request for a band. Do we want to do that or no? Or yeah, hold off on that. Let's start with that because I I we could we haven't done that in a long time. What's the band? So this is, uh, from Josu, J O S U E. Apologize if pronouncing that wrong. He says, "Hey guys, big fan of the show. Show sick stuff." Just wondering if you guys are taking band submissions for reviews or a segment on your show for the future. Just wanted to share my band's demo. It's old school black metal worship with Japanese influence from L.A. And the band is called Precious Blood. Oh, that sounds kind of cool. Want to listen to that real quick? We, we only have a couple more of these, so we could yeah. li- listen to yeah, like a track or two. Yeah, we'll get a track or two on this. Uh, I'll edit it in later. It, but This is from May. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Josu, sorry for the long reply. Yeah. We'll probably have to do this more regularly. Yeah, I mean, we don't have that many things. We'll do it a little more regularly, but we haven't been totally negligent. Could well, be worse. I, I hope I hope we haven't turned them off by our, uh, you know, what he might think is our a complete refusal to uh, look at whatever's going on in the mailbox. No, <laughs> no, and this I I, I do want to listen to it because it's a it's a real person just submitting their band instead of yeah. We've gotten published this before with some interesting stuff that we did listen to, but. Uh, didn't talk about out of uh, respect for the children involved the, with the group. I believe. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll listen to, I guess, the second song on Precious Blood's "Absence of the Master" demo from 2022. The second song is called "In the Grip of 92 Manifestations." Um, well, let's pick. Let's pick one by the title. "Mere Death on Shadow Lanes" is the first okay. thing. That's two minutes. Maybe that's just an intro. Okay. There's "In the Grip of 92 Manifestations." Track three, Curse the Anglo Swine. Maybe we have to go for that one. Yeah, let's try that, that one. That's cool. Yeah, and then four is called Ghastly Visions in the North Korean Skies. All right, we'll listen to Curse the Anglo Swine by Precious Blood, yeah. and we'll be back with you in a moment to give our give our takes.
right, we are back, and that was most precious blood. No, no precious blood. Precious blood. Precious Not blood. most precious Excuse blood. Excuse me. <laughs> Very different band. Very different band. Is that band? Never mind. That's the band from Cleveland. No. Who am I? I'm You're thinking, thinking of blood. What in cold blood? That's yes. what I'm thinking of. Most precious blood is from uh, New York, New Jersey, or something like that. They are okay. They are formed after. Um, I can't remember this one band. They're like a metalcore hardcore band. Okay, well, I apologize for that mix-up because I liked that a lot from our yeah. listener who sent that in. That was that checked my boxes for this kind of stuff for sure. Hundred percent, loved it. That's the kind of, I've been real black metal mood lately. Same I, was, here. I think it's interesting how it's like a, uh, you know, for black metal, yeah, uh, you don't really think of too much like a doom, doom metal influence going into it but i no, got kind I of mean, that with this though that's there's a lot more black metal that's like that than we think i i think it's one of those things where we the idea of it being a blast beat the entire time is yeah. something that was like a stereo it's like a stereotype it's an unfairly you know uh curated trait yeah i, I think the thing with incorporating like doom metal influences in my opinion is if you have good taste in doom metal, you could do any kind of metal band and add in your doom metal influences, and it'll work. Same with like death doom, yep. whatever. Death doom like, is sick. Like I'm I like right. speed doom, yep. power metal doom. Yeah, heavy, like I mean, heavy metal doom, kinda. Oh well, that's yeah, that's real. I mean, that's well, yeah. like technically the original doom metal. I mean, Witchfinder General is like the best heavy metal band, maybe one of them, one of my favorites, but. This so the parts where it slowed down were sick. I really got sold when they went to the gallop part. That was dope because it brought up the velocity a little bit, but the riff was still. It got a little catchier, but it still had that dissonant, like abruptum type, like what the fuck is going on quality, which is really one of the big things I look for in black metal. Is like, I can nod my head to this, but I don't really know what the fuck is happening because I love feeling that way. It's, I like yeah. to be disoriented when I'm listening to music. Right, it's like that. It's like that. Where's my son? Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was good shit. Thank you, listener. And sorry it took us so fucking yeah. long to, to get to this. But we, as you kind of alluded to, uh, dear dear uh, Mr. Precious Blood person, we don't do band reviews very often, but we are down to do it. Anybody who wants to send us stuff, go go ahead and, and send it our way. And uh, we'll definitely be doing listener submissions periodically, I mean, giving our takes, because it is fun. I would also say it's like... Uh... Listener, uh, you should try send it into a demo list. They may have done that already, but also do uh, that. Yes, they don't need more people sending stuff in. No, they do. They need people like me and other people who have curated and intelligent and smart, you know, things to that we listen to to send in. Because I, I try not to send in goofy stuff. You That's sure a, about well, that? Well, well, actually, it's interesting because the last thing I sent in was the new Delirium Nerve. And they had there was pinch harmonics and uh, Nate was like it was pretty good until they got kind of cute with it <laughs> with the pinch and you know, Gray I like that like, that's getting cute with it. Gray, yeah, Gray was like that's pretty normal, man. It's they, not really getting cute with it. <laughs> were they good pinch harmonics? Like well done. Yeah, they're not. I mean, that band is the, the Linear is awesome. Well, you listen to their the, new album. That's the problem. They it has to you have to just have it be where you just negate the note you played because you fucked it up like. I was going to fix that on some of my guitar tracks. I'm like, no, nah, dude, I want to make it worse, if anything. It's fucking cool. It's like the pick slides on the first Madball record. Yeah. That's not getting cute with it. But <laughs> Precious getting... Blood, uh, hopefully you drop some new tunes yeah, soon. Um, yeah, keep it up. Joe Sue, yeah, let us know if you got anything. We will definitely want to plug it. 
So we have the next one. This is also an older one from May. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I think it's worth touching on. This was, I think, after we had covered the OI thing was after that, right? Yes. But we must have touched oh, on it. Oh, much later. But the OI thing was like... That was like recent. A month yeah, ago. I, yeah, that's what I thought, dude. My sense of time's all fucked up. But we must have like touched on some of the youth subculture stuff in Britain. Maybe I talked about mods at some point briefly. Cause we this, did well. We did. I think discharge. I was going to say. I think discharge. Yeah. That, that might have been it. UK eighty two. That's probably what that. got it. Because there's. We'll get to that again later too. But this. I mentioned. I think the new romantic subculture yeah. on the uh, on the pod. And this uh, person, K Clark. Shout out to K Clark. Sent me a kind of long, pretty clarifying message, giving just their thoughts on the that genre and scene, talking about how it's really interesting and very uniquely English and could only work there because it was similar to the mod thing. It was kids who were broke after World War II, and as a way of kind of recovering, decided, like, I'm going to dress up like a dandy, kind of. Like, I'm poor, but I'm going to wear, like, I mean, you've seen what adamant looks like. Like, I don't, I don't even know. Like, what's the thing around the neck or one of those puffy things? That's oh, what uh, like the puffy shirt, the puffy shirt. Yeah, I'm going to wear a puffy shirt because uh, I want to make beauty in an ugly place, to quote Kay Clark. And they were elitist about it, as Kay points out. Like, they were, the new romantics were very particular about how the people they hung out with dressed. And they, uh, this person emailed us, said that they kind of love that in that context. Like, it's a cool thing to look back on. And they, they shared some good stuff to learn more about this. Uh, there's a documentary they linked me to that's uh, streaming somewhere. And they said that it, it actually connects to both the Bat Cave Club, which was the big goth hangout there, and the Bromley contingent, which was like the punk elite early on in London. So I need to learn a little bit more about this. You know, they, this person who sent us said they were back in the 80s. They were they're from Atlanta, but they grew up listening to this stuff, too, because you could read it about it in music papers, because this is I know a lot about skinheads, mods. I think this and the rockabillies, I need to brush up a little bit more. Now, I don't know that much about it. What are some uh, groups in, involved in this? Uh... I know new uh, Adamant is, was like the big one. Okay, let me look up some other examples because I again I don't even really know. I will say uh, I do want to maybe make a note. I do think it's interesting because we've talked about how that doesn't really hasn't really translated really outside of the UK for the most part. But also, yeah, now it's like not even a thing. The idea of being in your specific kind of group and scene. Oh, that tribalism. The tribalism, it, it exists in major cities, you know, and, or like specific cities. Like you'll see it in Pittsburgh where you'll see a lot of people who are crusties or something or maybe like American hardcore kind of people. New York, you have like the satanic Hispanics, you know, that kind of uh, yeah. very specific metal thing. And I think Chicago is a big one, too. And of course, L.A., you know. Yeah. Yeah, go to the major major cities, you'll see it. But like. The thing of being a very hyper-specific kind of thing, I think in America, the, probably one of the bigger ones in the underground scene would be, again, the crusty person. The crusty. And juggalos. And juggalos. But, like, what I find very interesting is how people talk about stuff where um, I'll see young people, it's like, oh, it's uh, a big thing in the last few years is hardcore made by death metal kids. Ugh. Which... That should make you want to throw up just hearing that phrase. But um, the idea of caring about who is making a genre, like what background they come from, I think, first of all, kind of silly. 
in general. Yeah. Because we're not listening to D-beat made by um, goths. You know, no, like, oh, I I'm really into that. I would check that out, but... I mean, um, it'd be interesting, but, like, the thing you don't see that with punks, you don't hear, like, people are always like, oh, yeah, punks, the, punks make the best death metal. I've seen people say that kind of stuff, and I'm, I'm always just like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, because I don't know anyone that's punk that likes death metal, really, besides, like, very specific things. Yeah, we said some weird people. So, I, I think it's very weird to see the tribalism kind of in a way, continue, but, like, in such a weird kind of way because I couldn't describe what a hardcore kid is in person necessarily, but I can maybe describe them in mentality. Well, I think we, we touched on this when we talked. To, it was in actually one of the episodes I was revisiting because it was our three-year anniversary. Like, we talked about how the hardcore kid is kind of like the – it's like a subcultural identity that is perfect because it isn't one. Yeah. Like it isn't that it's not something that like anyone claims or can be defined. It's, it's like trying to grab jelly, trying to define that in contrast to like, you know, you got to have a Mohawk, you got to have the right puffy shirt. Like you got to have the right camel pants. Yeah. Your, your docks have to be laced up the right way. Like your face paint has to be the specific pattern. Yeah. It's which is great from I guess a marketing point of view that it it isn't an identity but it is like it's kind of it's weird it's yeah I feel like it's also more so than some of these other things an identity that is still like changing and shifting like it it the image I get of a hardcore kid in my mind when I think that now is quite different from what it was like ten years ago oh yeah I and think so that that. Kind of, I think, is exciting to people because it feels like it's not just like a page in the rock history books. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, Tim, I had to kind of look it up to jog my own memory. So aside from Adam Ant, the other ones we would have heard of would be Duran Duran, Spandau Ballet, okay. Flock of Seagulls. Yeah. And I guess Boy George, his style was identified with this. I don't know to what extent oh. Culture Club is. It sounds like this is something that has to some extent, less to do with music than fashion. That's the other thing is uh, we don't dress as well as the British do. We still don't. No. So, like, that that kind of well, changes the whole well, thing. Well, see, that's interesting because, like, you know, just listing those bands off, I probably would have just been like, oh, those are those are new wave bands. Yeah, new wave. I well, think yeah. it's a new wave thing. Yeah. Than, uh, it it, it kind thing. of is, yeah. There's other bands that people... It says here, like, Depeche Mode and the Human League. I'm just reading from Wikipedia. Like, people would associate those with the new romantic movement, but they weren't. Like, it was kind of... I guess adjacent was the word we would we would use. Yeah, uh, I, probably some talk crossover. Talk about a thing but, I hate saying now too. Adjacent, Scott. Adjacent. It's overused. Just because oh, it's just like because now it used to. I guess it used to mean like where it's like oh maybe they came from that scene again. Going back to what I was kind of talking about, it's like oh it's like oh everything's hardcore adjacent now, and it's like okay, but does that mean it's hardcore? And it's always like. Uh no no this uh this band you want to listen that I've told you about is not hardcore they are hardcore adjacent uh they are wimpy um but hey, uh, drowning pool. Are, but they're there uh we're gonna include them in hardcore for some reason and it's like all right because well, I like them that's like they're my friend and I can't I there's I can't <laughs> I dare you know admit I like something without it being uh in this. Nuts. I think I think there can <laughs> yeah right there can be some value to that because I think it tells you it could tell you bad things too but what what I hear when I hear like something's punk adjacent but it's a different style 
like my assumption that usually ends up being correct. That doesn't mean that the music ends up being entirely good. My my assumption is okay. There's certain like conventions from punk and hardcore they've observed, and they're still gonna tick stick to like okay. probably not going to get an eight minute song even if it's a style no. that does eight where you're supposed to have an eight minute song like for better or for worse they probably won't do that um the production value is going to be this is probably maybe the most important thing whoever they get to mix it they're going to absolutely tell them make it sound like it's from x decade like i can expect production that is trying to not sound modern so I, I think saying something is hardcore or punk adjacent can be useful in the sense that there's some assumptions you can make, but it doesn't necessarily mean the music will be good per se. What um, would punk adjacent be? Punk adjacent? Um, I guess, again, I'm thinking there's shorter songs. I'm thinking there's... No, I meant like if a band or a style of an music actual you would group? call punk adjacent. A style, I guess... Uh, or a band. A band. Let me think of... Um, give me one second. I can think I know, of one. To put you on the... Uh, on the hot I'm trying seat. to think one that is like outside of what's there's like, oh you know what there's would, metal bands there's like I would say the chats bands. the chats chats punk adjacent I would I th- say I think they're just a punk band but that punk is also a broader term than hardcore so it's a little different see okay see I you say oh, okay that wait a minute how about how about this how about uh, the the Kingsman uh, Louis Louis <sighs> see I hate that kind of goes to something that we were just talking about that we hate where it's like. Another thing. <laughs> oh yeah, we saw a video going back Just to the video. The thumbnail. Thing. It, was, it was like uh, the history of shoegaze, like 1964 to now. It's like 1964. It's like why are you starting there? You don't need to go that far back. You no, can, you can brush brush over if if you need to include it. Brush well, see, over it. Here's the thing, though, punk. That's fine. I think you can draw, you know, back to that. I mean, that's what it. Punk, it you know was, what? It was, punk, yes. I what it was actually, the seven shoegaze, yeah. absolutely it wasn't that, not. Because I'm thinking it wasn't that far. It was less than ten years. It was like, yeah, it was like ten or eleven, like twelve years. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking like seventy-three or some shit like that, seventy-four. When was Kingsman? What was that song? Sixty-four. That was like I want to say that was like nineteen sixty-three or sixty-four, yeah. maybe. And boy, did they not like that song, Louie Louie. Oh, it's a good song. It's a good song, but oh man, made the kids crazy. Well, yeah, the, the fucking what was it like the CIA being like, how are they doing it? <laughs> how are they? How are they controlling the children? That's like imagine the CIA like uh, having to be like, how did how and, is hate breed making kids and, do this? And then like what? Like the guys in the band were like, uh, uh, we were, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'm tempted to say, like, a, a punk-adjacent thing. I've mostly heard that or thought that in terms of, like, the metal scene. Like, any, oh, a lot of the stuff on Hell's Headbangers, I gotta go even, even, like, a Motorhead. champion. Motorhead. Oh, Motorhead, of course, you but know, yeah, com- coming, coming from Motorhead, any, like, modern heavy metal or, like, thrash metal, even Municipal Waste, like, a band that's, like, a metal band but punk seemed to like it. That's, like, oh, this gotta, is, in my head, tip it's, your hat punk, to them. it's punk adjacent in my mind. Well, plus, I mean, not only that, but uh, the the whole motor charge thing. Like, all that that's shit, like, yeah. That's, like, punk. That's, like, only punk bands. Yeah, you know? yeah. Totally. Or metal punk, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, if someone went up to me and said Motorhead, and we're talking about Motorhead, I was like, yo, Motorhead, probably my favorite punk band. I'd be, I would be taken aback for a second, and I'd go, okay, yeah, yeah sense. okay, yeah. I would, but you could say that be, they're, they're a band where you could say punk, metal, or just rock, rock. and roll, I call, rock, I call which is what Lemmy said. We're just, we're just a rock and roll band. Some people say it's punk, it's metal, 
what I like to say I think is the best is there Lenny and the rest of them they're doing an amazing job and it's being recognized more and more. Who is this? It's what I like. I'm trying to do Donald Trump. My voice <laughs> is not right today. Lenny is <laughs> great. He's the greatest, folks. Listen, he's my favorite Listen. bass player. He does. He does a, the thing where he's like. Some people say this. Other people, I've heard them say that. Say you this is some people say what I part. like to say is that it's. I just it's think just they're great. They're great music. <laughs> They're just a, gr a great music. The bass, I don't even how he know how he could get it to do that. And he does this. Have you seen him? He does this. And I don't get it, folks, but it's great. We love it. So New Romantic, we'll dive further into that at some point. Sure. Thank you, Kay Clark. So I'm going to skip ahead to fall, more recent things we got here. What else? I mean, are you skipping something? I'm or skipping just... unrelated emails in my Oh, some spam okay. stuff. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, we've got a – this is a good one. This is a good idea from uh, – uh, name just says late 80s dude this is from not that long ago in october okay late 80s We've, dude late 80s at gmail.com a very real email address i'm sure uh don't dox people with their emails we'll, we'll we send that, that out we'll send we'll that out even, even though i'm 100 percent sure there's no way that that's this person's email address and i don't blame them don't give me my email when you leave me a note but um so it message says I'd love to hear the King's take on Burning Spirits Hardcore. As the leaves change their hue, Chelsea's soaring solos fill my sails. I'd also think it would be hilarious to hear the Kangs discuss 90s emo. The serious Romulan Gravity Records white belt hardcore screamo variety. I didn't understand it then, and I fear it's impending revival. I feel like that revival happened well, when I was like oh, a teenager. It's, 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 it's definitely happening now. Guy, yeah, buddy, it's already happening and it's been happening. Here's here's the white belt stuff, especially. Now here's the thing: the Gravity Records stuff. I kind of dig a bunch of those bands. Emo in general is a very interesting thing because some might say that the only real emo is Midwestern emo bands like Mineral and. So bands I, that I have know, like no, xylophones. I don't, I don't and... know the I don't know the spiel about that. Um, I don't have it memorized, but. Um, we sh we should do '90s emo. I think I would. Or, I would like or to, the origins of emo or would, emo 101. I would like to understand it because I tried back in the day. Because as I'm sure you all recall, like emo was the talk of the town when we were like middle schoolers and high yep. schoolers, yep. and it, it meant you were going to cut yourself. And people thought I was it, and I didn't understand. And everybody and then, thought you were on drugs, and you know yeah. you wore like makeup and Mother, so yeah. fucking kids in Iraq got lynched over in it. Mexico like, I, too. I remember. Yeah. I remember when I very much remember this when it was happening. Um, AFI was very big. Yeah. Miss Murder just came out. Miss Murder. I remember watching that on TV and not getting it. Um, I remember my friend telling me about a band called Scary Kids Scaring Kids. I remember them, yeah. Which I didn't. I never listened to. I still haven't listened to. But that is a song. That is the title of a Cap and Jazz song. Interesting. Um, very okay. interesting. So you kind of see the roots there. So I think I get lost in the middle because I learned about it enough to learn, okay, actually this is rooted in hardcore punk by way of Washington, D.C., yep. Fugazi, Revolution Summer. Revolution Summer stuff. I did at the time check out Embrace, and I still love that album. But how we got from that to, like, I don't know, My Chemical Romance or the stuff people were, Hawthorne Heights, stuff people were telling me was emo at the time, I know a little bit. I know what Captain Jazz is. I tried to like it at one point in my life, and it didn't really See, take. But like, love Captain Jazz. That's where it all just boils down to for me. It's like, oh, this all just sucks. It's all <laughs> fucking lame. We'll have to we'll have to have an expert on. We, we that's like one of the things where we'll have to have an expert because, like I said, I I like a couple of the bands. I like more of the early screamo bands than I do like any of the emo bands. 
Um, I, I might like that last. I don't know yet. I got to hear more. About but it, it depends. But... Like, I like heroin and Mohinder, and I I like um, Orchid. But uh, it goes, it's a, it's a hand, it, a literal handful. Is AFI an emo band or no? I, I like that band a lot, and I just I got into them a few years ago. I would ago. say they're adjacent. Because to me, they don't, because to me, their shit, which again, I just kind of got into a few years ago. And I was younger, I was too punk for it. Now I like it a lot. Uh, to me, their shit doesn't sound that different from like The Offspring or even a band like Pennywise or whatever. See, well, it's like if you took that epitaph shit have you, and you had Fruity Danzig singing, which is awesome. See, that's, that's what I, I think they cover like a wide a gamut. Like they got, yeah. you can call them like skate punk, like you said with yep. the epitaph. I think you could also say that they're horror punk. Yep. Yeah. And then they later moved on to the um, more emotional. I wouldn't even know if I'd call it emo, but maybe more scene. Well, yeah, because they had like music? they had yeah. like dubstep breakdowns on some of those yeah. albums. Yeah. Now they just those, I would, that guy just makes like techno music. I mean, have you ever, ever listened to like some of the early, very early '90s stuff, like Lincoln? Is that the name of a band? Yeah. No, I know Lincoln. I Park. like Lincoln a lot. There's some of the very early '90s stuff. I think is really good because it's still like rooted in like the punk and hardcore, but it has like I think like cool guitar stuff. Um, and it's not like super super wimpy. Um, and it also, but it also doesn't have like it has that like low fineness. I think too that is okay. important. I could get into that. You could probably get into that where it is like still raw sounding. I like that, but I am tempted to say that I would. Want it to be pretty wimpy. I think the stuff that I've seen or heard, especially seeing it live, that really annoyed me probably would be called more screamo, where it is like both whiny and abrasive. And I kind of want them to pick one. That is, I agree. That is a get, horrible combination. Like if I and that's that is I, I'm pretty open minded. Maybe I could get more open minded. But but in terms of things that just rub me the wrong way right off the bat is like. You're screaming, but you're not angry, and you kind of come off as sort of self-righteous. Yep. Like I can, it's obnoxious yeah. for sure. I can get into like a you know bright eyes vibe. Like I'm just, I am the saddest guy. I'm telling you all about it. Like I can kind of almost get into that more so. But I don't know. I don't know much about this stuff. I tried listening to Captain Jazz back in high school, and it didn't. I didn't hate it. I kind of liked it for a while. It just didn't like stick with me. I guess um, the guitar stuff is for me. I know what you're talking about, kind of. It's very cool for a couple minutes, and then I it it loses its luster after a certain point. But I I'm down to I am down to do a deep dive on this stuff and learn more. I I am like I said, open minded and always up to learn. So oh, burning spirits, uh, for sure we should burning spirits we should definitely do. Nineties yeah. emo would be hilarious. Burning spirits, I didn't even touch on that. Yeah, that's I one mean of they my... kind of can come up around the same time if yes. you think about it. In- interestingly, I mean, yeah. I am down to take a big shit all over uh, you know some sacred emo cows. I was say I was gonna say don't you better not be shitting on my burning spirits. Oh, not burning? No, why would I do that? I don't know. Yeah, we'll talk I, about chi- I we'll got, talk about the origins with the bands like Chicken Bowels and uh, love them, love them. Which uh, fucking uh, Death and, uh, Side? Uh, fucking... Who's the uh, oh, who's the um what that other like mid eighties like Japanese band? Um, uh, oh, Auto, Auto, Auto kind of are like a pre precursor to a degree. Oh, have you? Headless Moss, they have the the little guitar yeah. harmonies too. I mean, this that you're talking about one oh. of my favorite subgenres, like top uh, some of the most important music in the world to me. Chaos UK, 
Chaos UK, yeah. I mean, notable I would, Japanese band Chaos UK. They, it is weird. Like they, they on their first record, they have like they thank like some Japanese bands. The first uh, one on the first one, the first EP or the first LP? first LP. Oh, the blue one, the yeah, one blue cover, which is that's wild. pretty sick. Yeah, I mean that LP. There's some sonic crossover between that and what Japanese bands were doing then, and like, I, yeah, but that band in particular somehow got in contact with people in japan which is yes. wild but no i mean that music means a lot to me i would say like anyone who like especially if they're into other punk and hardcore stuff like if you hear you know judgment no reason why seven inch and you you're like this isn't very good like we are not going to agree about very much at all in general yeah. like there's just there's no shot like it won't happen. right if you Listen. if you hate that but do love you got your fucking your heroin record it's like, yeah. ooh, we're going to be hitting a little bit Listen, of trouble here. If you hear the song Mirror by Deathside and it doesn't make you immediately want to throw your couch through a window. Yeah. Oh, another one. Bastard. If you hear the intro to Misery and it doesn't make you want to, like, redacted a politician or something <laughs> very drastic, I mean, again, we are. What are we even talking about here? Why are we even talking? Yeah, not on the same wavelength. No, if, I I haven't met anyone who hated Japanese hardcore. I don't think, but I could imagine a guy. But I don't. I don't make a habit of imagining guys and getting mad at them. I could see a guy right being yeah, like, "Well, how come their syntax is bad?" Uh, that's a different kind of guy. I do. Some people are very. I'm in the punk because of the syntax. Some people get very particular about their subgenres, but no, yeah, those we should definitely tackle both of these things. Our next email is from uh, Brent, and it looks like he accidentally sent a blank thing, so that's going to skip that. Shout Thank out. you, Brent. Shout out. Okay, here's a good one. I'll have to check this out from Dave. Uh, if you want a good, quote, chicken magic kind of film, I recommend Serpent and the Rainbow from 1988. Oh, that's but, a, a Wes Craven film, yeah? Okay, so you know, but I don't know anything about it. I'm, I thank you, Dave, because I don't know jack shit about movies typically, and I'm always looking for new ones. That might so. be on Tubi, too, actually. Probably a lot of good movies that uh, nobody's heard of around there. So, yeah, and Dave also said, love the show. It is now my go-to podcast, so I really appreciate that. Thank Thanks, you. Dave. Out. I'm glad someone... Hopefully the past few episodes have been pretty good. I, I think so. They've been fun, at least. Good phrase, chicken magic, dumbest. Yeah. I, I am glad that that's... Uh, I hope more people pick up on that and start using that. Is that a reference to, like, voodoo? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like Santaria or Hoodoo or whatever. Hoodoo, Gree Gree, all that stuff. Yeah, that's like the Haitian thing. And then the, the Creole, yeah. Santeria stuff is like around here. We got a store for that. Uh, you can get your candles with the Virgin Mary on them. Santa. Not yet. I don't drink no peach sangria. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Serpent in the Rainbow. I'll bookmark it that. Okay. Uh, next message from four days ago is from Yet They Still Ignore. I don't know if that's a band or what that is, but this well, is that's a, ver- a reference to uh, I, uh, a song. A um, the uh, a uh, the band from Pittsburgh, I believe, the uh, anarcho band. Oh, what behind enemy lines? No, not it? behind the anti something or not. Anti-set. Oh, um, um, uh, 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 Os Rotten, right? I think it's Os oh, Rotten. Os Rotten, yeah, I, th- I, I think believe. that's right. Yeah, good band, but uh, pretty sure. Very particular. No, that's an an that is an anti sex song. Anti sex. Okay, okay. Uh, we, they okay. might have covered that. I got my anarcho well, bands. We can just up. edit that whole bit out where we named you know a bunch of bands. Well, hey, listen, Os Rotten. You know or what? Not, it's yeah. it's interesting. Os. Someone I just saw Os. Uh, one of the 
us Ron albums got put on Spotify and there's been a increasing trend of someone putting up like obscure bands like records on Spotify and it's yeah. very much not the bands doing it. Sure. Like some put crossed out, some put Dahmer, Dahmer eyes, wow. some put um Os Rotten, um and how about, how about put, a... uh Charles Bronson. Oof. Then hey, they're guess what, folks, you're not supporting bands. So and you should point your local scene. Support bands. Don't listen to that shit because that's not going to them. Sorry. Sure. sure. Um, some of those bands might not care. But anyway, this person sent us a message. This is very particular. Okay. Quote, uh, please do an episode about the banality of no idea style pop punk, but in character is now middle-aged English UK82 punks slipping into conspiratorial right-wing mind lethargy. Use accents. Hold I think- up. Yeah, can Rewind. you repeat can that you start, again? Can you repeat that? Go a little slower. So, I'll go a little slower, and then I can maybe can translate some translate of this if need be. Um, I, in fact, I'm just going to stop partway through and, and translate as we go. Okay. Um, please do an episode about the banality of No Idea style pop punk. No Idea Records was a record label. I remember this from, like, say, 2005 kind of era. It was like, I could be getting this totally wrong, too. This isn't really my area of expertise, but... I want to say No Idea Records was like pop punk, but for like underground pop punk, I guess you could say. Because, okay. of course, pop punk turned into like some, some 41, all that mainstream kind of stuff. No Idea yep. Records is like vegan potluck pop punk, is yeah. the way I recall um, it. Am I, okay. I think I'm right I, about that. It seems you're correct. Yeah, I remember this was way too popular Let's in Rochester see. for a long time. Okay, here's some bands oh, against me. Yeah, Alkaline Trio. Alkaline Trio. Yeah. Animus Package. Yes. Combat yes. Wounded Veteran. Yep. The Ergs. Hot Water Music. The Ergs was I a big Hate one. Myself. Jawbreaker. So I like... Leatherface. Mustard Plug. A Wilhelm Scream. Sure. Off of I, Their Heads. I, I like okay. some I like some of those bands, by the way. Off of Their Heads is good. I like... Sam uh, I Am. I don't even hate Hot Water Music. They're pretty good. Jawbreaker I still like. But yes, that stuff was... There was a little, and Leatherface, love Leatherface, but this was like, there, yes, there was an era when I first started going to shows in Rochester when we were like kind of saturated with people having a hard on for that music. Yes. Now this guy's talking about how we should discuss the the, the banality of The that. banality of those kinds of bands. He okay. wants us to talk about those bands, but do it as like middle-aged UK82 guys and use accents. I think using accents is really the operative thing that he's asking of us. I, that's too okay. much. <laughs> well, oh, all right. I never heard, I never heard Sam. He wants us to be or... right-wing, like 50, 60-year-old UK82 guys talking oh, that, about yeah, how. That was, that was the other part of it. We got to be guys who like are into David Icke and shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is, they're like English, okay, but they okay. like no Trump offense. anyway. No offense, listener. I appreciate you us I appreciate you wanting to put us up to this task. But I first of all have really no idea about no idea records kinds of bands. We like, should all these bands I, I've heard of, I don't think I've ever really listened to any of them. I've it never would, listened to any of them. I, I think it would be that would be worth covering at some point. We would definitely shit on some of it and it would be very funny. Whether or not we use accents remains to be but seen. I will say, hey, I, I we never know. Like there might be uh maybe there's some gold in that mine. I mean, yeah. I, I I like so like I said, Leatherface I fuck with a lot, and some of those other bands are like not big go tos for me, but I don't think it's bad. Off with their heads, I need to revisit. I liked they had a record on Fashionable Idiots Records, which was like that's the from, guy from Formaldehyde Junkies, and that EP I liked a lot. 
I haven't checked out their other stuff that much, but well, I, I really only need a couple bands that sound like fucking Hot Water Music yeah. or Leatherface I've or whatever. Never heard them either. But you know what band? A little bit. Uh, no idea. Put out uh, their first LP, Floor. Oh, interesting. One that we okay. Yeah, I like that record. Really like. So yeah. So, but they, I don't you know. think there's is a Floor guys a thing. I don't think so. What does Floor sound like again? Um, it's like a weird. Um, it's like like stoner metal, but with like kind of like pop punk tendencies i guess like melodic like singing tendencies yeah. it's got like weird singing on it it um, sounds like it's I'd really like it. heavy i think but it, like kind of i think you melodic. showed i think you showed me some of their stuff and i did like it's, it I it's they're awesome. they're a good band i would say they're yeah good. all right so i don't know if we're gonna do the british accents or whatever but we'll we will do of the like four things that this person asked us to do i'm sure we will do all of them at different points yeah like I mean, uh, we can i will say no idea records aside uh, right-wing boomers in Britain are a little different than the ones here while also kind of being the same, and it's kind of interesting. They really, they seem to have perfected the uh, balancing act of, like, being super anti-Semitic and, like, very Zionist. They love to do that if you're, like, a right-wing British guy with an entirely pink face. Like, it's kind of like you don't, it's, it's like someone being anti-Israel pisses you off almost as much as anything to do with Jewish people does. And it's, it's, I see them online. I see this all the time. I, it's, it's, is it some like kind of thing where it's like, listen, I don't like the Jewish people, but I would, I don't want to kill them. I just want them to all go back well, to go there. That's a, that's well, a classic one. I think what it, and there is an element of that. I think the other element is just like, oh, well, people who are anti-Israel that I can see are mostly Muslim and I hate them. So that's part mm-hmm. of it too. Right, they, it's hard for them to find a balance between, it's like, oh, who can I hate more? But I think there also are kind of right-leaning or just regular English guys who are patriots who uh, are anti-Zionist because they're still upset about them, like, bombing the King David Hotel and killing British soldiers, which is a very funny grievance to still hold. Well, I mean, um, hey, the British soldiers, let's face it, just like a lot of other times in history, they probably shouldn't have been there. Oh, they shouldn't have been no. there, and this is all really their fault if you go back. Right, so yeah, they really. have they have no room to complain about any we could, of that. We so. could, here's what we'll do instead for this person. We're going to review the album by that guy that I like that I showed you who does the I Don't Believe the Man Went to the Moon and 9-11 Building 7. Oh, uh, what's his name? Martin. 9-11, 9-11. Yeah, Martin Noakes. We're going to do a Martin Noakes album review. There's your, like, uh, yeah. conspiratorial is British. Is he British? Oh, he's, he's British very British. Hey, buddy, uh, shut the fuck up about America. Go, don't you have oh, your own conspiracy oh, theories he does. to deal with? He does. He has the banger song. It's kind of funky sounding. Uh, the trial of Tony Blair. I what wouldn't tr- prefer live in a mansion. I don't know. He's like he's naming all these like a fancy car, a nice house. He's like, I wouldn't wish for those things. I want to just want to live to see the trial of Tony Blair. What did Tony Blair do? I don't know, probably a lot, George, probably, but also <laughs> probably like, a lot of heinous shit. But also, at the end of the day, what he did is he was second fiddle to George W. Bush and whoever. Like that's really yeah. what right. He did. I don't so, know yeah. if I mean Tony Blair. He's probably got a million lives on his hands, but but it's those. He's got like the the remnants, the bloody. Like, he's got the bones, right? I yeah, guess, he's got the bones. I will say he, George got the blood. He, you know what? He he does. He deserves blame just because the the invasion of Iraq. People, other people don't really remember this. Other countries, even countries we're friends with, were like telling us to fuck off with that. But Britain 
was kind of the one government with Tony Blair. What about the, France? Weren't they on uh, with us too? Or? No, we were. No, we, that weren't. was a time where we were heavily anti-France. Yeah, remember oh, Freedom Price? Right. Freedom Price. Cheese eating surrender monkeys, all that bullshit I, about France. I do. I think I just came up with a great ACDC song. You take the bones, I'll take the blood. Yeah. You yeah, take the bones, good. you take the bones. Yeah. Dun, dun. I'll take the blood. Britain, Britain, a wow. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> yeah, we should do like an ACDC style band. Yeah, we match. could do it. That <laughs> would be so fun. That's just because it's so fun. Yeah, that's what. What was the band name I had earlier? Not the Racist Beatles. There's um, another one that was racist. No, but no, racist. Vulnerable, just sound like vulnerable that. adults. Yeah. Vulnerable adults. Yeah, that's good. No, the the our band that's just called Racist oh. just sound like ACDC. I like mean, that. I mean, what about Shattered? That's I mean, that's we're getting closer to just inventing like late later era screwdriver. <laughs> See, that's that's saying. exactly what I've I've just because yeah, yeah, you know. That song Strike Force is like, oh, this is an ACDC song. <laughs> yeah, completely. But <laughs> yeah, Britain, yeah, that's that was our little buddy with that stupid shit that we did where we killed Damn. a million people. So we have yeah. we have one more one more question. One more message here. Um from Blind Approach asking us this is a question for us. Okay. Um was the core message of NYHC essentially quote overworked union dad gripes set to crossover? Um, if we're talking, I guess it depends. We're talking like eighties heyday, like a demo core, like eighty-seven to ninety, like hardcore, like New York hardcore. I guess so, but I mean, maybe maybe we, could, we could get in the nineties. Maybe in the modern sense, yes. But back and, then, I wouldn't quite say so. Well, okay, let's let's think of let's think of some of these bands like um Madball, Mad. Ma- uh, well, see, I want to call them like heyday, like New York hardcore, because I mean they kind of are. But like, I'm talking if we're talking like late '80s. So stuff. you're talking about before people, before New York hardcore like war was, zone. A, was. We're a talking war zone. Oh, Agnostic talking, Front. Yeah. Raw, uh, what is it? Raw nerve. Raw, you're talking about Killing Time, formerly known as Raw Deal. Raw Deal. That era are like um, sheer terror. I guess they were in the, the late '80s. I mean, when you bring them, Agnostic Sorry. Front. Mike came unplugged. Uh. Bringing sheer terror into the mix, especially here, clarifies the answer I was going to give this person, which is, if you're talking about that era, late 80s, my answer to this question would be, kind of. Yeah. But, it like, well on, on your way, but there are other elements to it, too. Some of those bands were a little more politically inclined in one direction or the other, depending. Uh, or really, I mean, that's kind of is the, like, Union Dead vibe of it is, like, a lot of the messaging when those bands did try to get political was all over the oh. place and not coherent. And that it's a little, there's some coworker vibes. I think it really does just depend on the band because I mean, think about it. Carnivore. I think that would fit that description. Yeah. I mean, sheer terror oh, sure. it kind of explicitly fits that description. It's kind of like split. Agno- I think agnostic front. Ex- oh, yeah, around that time too, when right. They had Peter Steele writing songs yeah, for them. Like oh, 86 to like, you know, yeah, it's it's kind of. It's, it's not a racist song, <laughs> but it like it is though. <laughs> but it, it actually is. just is. <laughs> well, yeah, and then Vinny Stigma talks about it on Donahue, and he's like, you know, we speak of social conflict, which in turn brings turmoil, and I think the lyrics speak for themselves. Oh wait, think about another another group with one of our dear friends, or actually two groups, S O D and M O D. 
if I were going to say also Antidote too, and the Psychos also <laughs> featuring our friend Billy, all with his first band. <laughs> that sh- that Psycho shit is really good. Um, so I I would say it's kind of split between overworked Union Dad gripes and also like maybe your overworked coworker. Uh, if because it it is it's not in the eighties. I think that sort of. Uh, with the exception of sheer terror, I guess they, they kind of pioneered this, like the sort of bitter element of it isn't there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause everyone was very young, but, uh, it's, it's, it's on its way in the direction this person is suggesting in a way that like other hardcore was not at that point. Yeah. That, that's why, that's why it fucking took like, off so much. That's why people still love it so much. Cause it's still, it has in some ways aged better than, or aged less than other hardcore including stuff i'd love from that same era by virtue of i guess being kind of grounded to certain archetypes or vibes or themes that still kind of resonate i mean that's why i mean some of the goofier kind of stuff i don't think resonates with like younger people because it's it's like doesn't make sense but i think there are i mean a good record that i think to this day still like has not a like doesn't seem to have aged it could have come out two months ago feel the darkness yeah for sure doesn't seem like almost every song in that is like for the most part relevant to like a modern person or maybe how about a, i got another a modern one. kid how about uh how about start today yeah, gorilla, yeah. Biscuits. gorilla yeah. biscuits yeah that I mean, one holds up not only with just like maybe the lyrics but the sound as well yeah. like that yeah, sounds that, pretty modern for coming I out love, in 89 i've always I've always loved the production. I mean, that record has great production. Oh, yeah. It sounds so good. But like a band like Judge, would they like? Is that? I wouldn't call them like overworked. You, like, no, Judge is. That's a kind of. Uh, I've wanted to do a Judge episode for years because I think that band is very unique in many ways, and yeah. that that album is got to be like my favorite Straight Edge album. It's it weird, interesting band that. I think is misunderstood and misunderestimated by a lot of people. That's little George Bush. And, and then, you know, the guy goes on to create two of the most iconic cartoon television shows. <laughs> yes, yes. And his <laughs> iconic band, uh, Mike Judge and Old Smoke. You ever hear that? The Judge <laughs> no. guys. The, the guy from Judge, Mike Judge, made an album where he was, like, trying to sound like Neil Young. And it's... I'm not going to say it's totally bad. If his goal was to make something that's kind of depressing and unsettling, he did a good job. Uh, and I think that might have been his goal because Judge is a little like that too. Yeah. I just used the word misunderestimated because George Bush came up for a second. That was his, But I use that word a lot. It kind of is a good word that he invented. It's useful. Misunderestimated? Yeah, it's like you misunderstood something and so you underestimated it. So I think yeah. he was cooking with that one. It's a lot of, uh, a lot of syllables for one who word. Who said that? George W. That was like a Bushism. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like it. I he like said it. Somebody misunderestimated me. I mean, uh, he's a good painter. That's true. That's true. So I think I'll been double checking. I think that covers our whole mailbag. We don't get a ton of emails. Thank you for everybody who wrote in. And thank we, you. This, this is some good stuff to chew on. And and by the way, if you wrote us something and we didn't read it just now, I apologize. Uh, I'm not the best at keeping up with emails. I've been pretty bad lately due to. I've been working overtime and a lot of extra shit going on, but yeah, we do. I think we're we're gonna people. be kind of uh, going into I want to say hibernation mode, but the winter months are upon us. Winter is coming, as they say. So uh, I think the nice thing is I think we're kind of all deciding for our bands to take a little bit of a not hiatus by any means, but like take things a little slower because uh, I hate uh, 
traveling out of town um during like January and December. Tim's or uh, Gary is going to be very my busy my work. job You're I gonna... we our work picks up a lot in the uh holiday months. So. My my work, I mean last couple of years I've been getting like a week off for Christmas cuz it's been slow and they were like, "Yeah, probably not this year." I get some time off for that, thankfully. But thankfully. you know, so, so just said fuck you, huh? Uh, yeah, so hopefully, uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna hit you with some. I would like to try and tackle, uh, in the the coming months, some maybe some heavy hitters that we've been really kind of talk thinking about. People have uh, recommended to us. There's things. There's a couple ones that we've gotten like multiple requests for in the past, and we should probably bang out at least. What it, like what is it? Crass is one, right? Yeah, I feel like rudimentary peni came up a couple times too. I, maybe someone I'm mentioned G.G. Allen. Yeah, I, like, I think we could definitely do that. We could ease so easily. And, like, the nice thing about this, and I said it, I don't know if I said it on here and I said it to you guys, is that we'd probably be one of the only people talking about G.G. Allen where we would actually even talk about his music. Shocking. Oh, yeah. You go to any, to, to go back to what we were talking about earlier with the YouTube videos, go to any YouTube video where you talk about G.G. Allen. Not a, you guarantee not a single person is going to talk about a second of it, like, the music. They'll maybe talk about it in, like, a passing sense. But they'll never talk about like this real the uh, like pissing on Cosloy or whatever. Like, um, I wanna like uh, I wanna piss on I you. I wanna piss on That's you. That's the same or, song. Uh, oh. Or I was gonna say uh, expose yourself to kids. They're not gonna talk right about or like that. gypsy motherfucker, hard candy cock or something yeah. like that. Or and like that's the they're thing. not talking about that. Those no. those great songs. Well, they're probably just like, dude, yeah, I swear to God, too. These people would probably listen to them and be like, this is terrible. Or they're too, or they might be too scared to. I mean, that's the thing is because we're actually, at least me, uh, yeah, we're all actually into this stuff. So, like, although I will say, not to get too deep into it, even as someone who's into this stuff, like, yes, Gigi Allen's public persona, performances, behavior are more extreme than almost anybody I can think of. But, like, us, because we know our shit, like, I could find you other guys who took a shit or whatever. I know all kinds of crazy hey, fucking I know a guy who lives around like, here who took a shit on a venue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I could. There's, I know about all kinds of. I mean, we just did Christian Death. Fucking that motherfucker did weird shit on stage. He took lots of shits on stage. Just in his pants, though. Maybe he did, but I don't. uh, He might have. On accident, he probably shit his pants on stage before. We got all kinds of extreme shit out there. It's not just uh, Gigi Allen, but his music. Yes, we could cover well, (laughs) while also covering some of the other stuff because some of it is well worth covering. And like that, our one uh, email caller said, uh, you know, uh, 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 burning spirits, emo, nineties emo. We can do yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah we we'll, can do a lot we'll, of it. We'll get all to all of it in due time. So thank you to any anybody and everybody who sent us recommendations. Um, there's a lot more that we've considered and we'll do at some point that we didn't mention. So if you didn't hear your thing mentioned, don't you know? Don't worry. Um, thank you to everybody who wrote in. Thank you to everybody who's been listening. It's for great to... the past three years. Yes, yes. We didn't do a full three-year anniversary retrospective, but I also kind of want to do that with Connor because he was a, he'd a be big a great guest. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. talking about. Where it's like we go over our favorite episodes and just I guess yeah. funny bits that we did yeah. on them, and that'd be a good like New Year's. Like we could do that instead of the AI generated piece of shit I made because I we didn't want to do an episode. I mean, we could that would be another good thing. Would be like retrospective. Yeah, you know? uh, we we've got ideas. But thank you to everybody who listens and writes in and any feedback, positive, negative, neutral, don't matter. We'd love to hear it. You can go to kingsofpunk.com, as all these folks we just read from did, and get in touch with us there. There's Cop Pot Official on Instagram. 
and it's uh, great to know people are listening and to I, we really appreciate it and we've appreciated that for all of these three years it's been pretty amazing that this has gone the way that it's did so thank you everybody thank you so much bye